0: you know we probably should maybe uh maybe next segment play um a chunk of the president over there in Poland kind of went off on a screed against obama and russian meddling and the media and that sort of stuff which was kind of interesting
1: well <laughs> it was a hell of a way to kick off a uh, major speech on international ground
0: yeah he uh he's fixated on the, on that whole thing and nobody knows exactly what he's going to say to putin on uh, friday Couple of things too. Oh, to good,
1: af- good. You don't want to go unpredictable. You want to. You got to keep Putin on his heels.
0: A couple of things to follow up on, including how Joey Chestnut is doing after eating seventy-two hot dogs. Not well is the answer. Mm. Doesn't feel well. Sorry to hear that. Surprising. So Hobby Lobby, what what are they getting sued for or charged with? Uh, or importing antiquities.
1: Uh, yeah, now that I'm learning more about this, trafficking in uh, archaeological treasures. No, wasn't learning. it that they were stolen? They bought something that was uh, it was essentially a hot item. Yeah, well, kind of, sort of. You can't spirit stuff out of countries without okay. their permission
0: in most countries. I think I'm in favor of them doing whatever they're trying to do. Uh, Hobby Lobby is building a museum of the Bible in Washington D.C. This texture says the company's headquarters. The Bible is, is in Oklahoma City, and by That's all right, reports. And by all reports, the owning family seem to be thoroughly decent people. That's from somebody in Oklahoma City.
1: Yeah, I hear this November it's slated to open. A museum of the Bible. So they're collecting
0: antiquities. You know, if if if, if I want to keep that stuff safe, I'd buy it. And if it's stolen, I don't care. I'm no, get, leave it in Mosul. I'm going to get it out of countries where ISIS is planning to come in and destroy it. Whatevs. Yeah, I heard that. On uh, North Korea, instead of thinking what to do, just blame Truman for stopping Douglas MacArthur. Boy, how old are you? <laughs> what? Wow! <laughs> how old are you? Well, there that sets go. some good history smack, though. Hey, guys listening from India. Yesterday we had Croatia. China, my friend. Yeah, you guys, fantastic. Get, you get me through China.
1: The oh yeah, it's it's fun. The international listen, listeners check in now and again. I know we've got a, a handful of folks in Nepal. Katmandu, and specifically. That, Love to hear that Bob Seger classic, Michael.
0: And we've been playing the clip of the Korean news reporter announcing uh, the nuclear, or the, uh, the missile test. Yeah, my girlfriend. She sounds very angry. And I ask, uh, like, if you speak Vietnamese or Chinese, is that all just gobbledygook to you? I mean, does it, because it all sounds like, it sounds like the exact same language to me. But like, you speak Vietnamese, and you hear that, and you think, I have no idea what they're saying. So I wondered about that. So we got a text from a Korean linguist in the Air Force. You would know. There are a few shared words in Korean and Japanese and Chinese because China was a big influence on the other two. It's comparable to how Latin can be found in English. Mm. But no, a Vietnamese person will not get any meaning from Korean. A Japanese wouldn't accept for maybe, hey, she said bomb, I think, blah, 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 blah. Right.
1: Sure. Yeah, it's like listening to any... Interesting. Uh, Kind of uh, sister language. Can you play my girlfriend a little bit more? She's angry. Oh, you know
2: what? My
1: nickname for is
2: Kim Jong-un. You should hear love noises.
1: Oh, don't I know it, sweetheart. Oh, boy.
0: So San Francisco, San Jose's own Joey Chestnut. That's his home, right?
1: Yeah. I have some excellent Joey Chestnut. Audio for you right here.
0: He ate 72 hot dogs the other day. You think I can read this headline from TMZ, or is that too rough?
1: Oh, boy. Um, It's coarse, folks. It's not classy. It's not clever. It's a question everybody has, though, isn't it? It is. And it's a headline in a reputable, what, website?
0: TMZ. (laughs) Joey Chestnut celebrated hot dog victory with giant dumps. Oh, boy. That's, oh, not, that's not good. To the victor goes the soils. It says. Oh boy! But anyway, I hope they're really proud of themselves. <laughs> <folks. laughs> After eating seventy-two hot dogs in ten minutes, a world record, he's still paying a price for his gastronomical feats. Joey says he gained. Listen to this. Oh boy! Joey says he gained roughly twenty-three pounds during the competition. Oh, my God. Fifteen pounds of hot dogs and eight pounds of water. Wow, he doesn't expect that to. He re- can't be good for you. He didn't. Do- no, he doesn't expect to return to normal weight for at least a couple of more days. He's not sure <laughs> he'll return to the competition next year after t- winning his tenth competition. Um, and he f- and he f- he feels physically awful. How old is he? Too old to, to, to feel like that.
1: I mean, because seriously, I mean, everybody deals with the fact that, you know, you get to be 35 or whatever. You can't eat like you used to. No, there's he a lot of stuff well, I don't 33
0: eat. Well, years young.
1: Exactly. And so, yeah, well, he eats 35 pounds of, of, of questionable snacks. So, yeah, he's going to have to reassess how he eats, too. Yeah. I, I watched the, the, the last minute of this year's competition, and at the end, he looked shaken, Like, he he was trembling. Oh, yeah. That's greatness coming to the surface. (laughs) Nah, that's puke coming to the surface. (laughs) And you almost wish he could unhinge his jaw just to get... Because he stuffed so much in the very end and... It just looked bad. It looked like he was going to spontaneously explode. Well, right.
0: we've been saying this for years, and so far it hasn't <coughs> hasn't happened, but I'm surprised somebody hasn't died, and then it just kind of gets called right. off, hemorrhaged. Or Everybody whatever. just decides it's a bad idea. Their stomach just tears open. Well, right. There's a limit at some point. Yeah, for mere mortals, not for superhumans like Joey Chestnut, great Americans. At some point, yeah, you, one of your innards just rips open. Right. And you're right. rushed to the hospital. So, listen, this is
1: the great George Shea, former friend of the Armstrong and Getty Show, until he stood us up and turned out to be a fake, fake friend. It's a little long, but that's part of the appeal of it. They're carrying Joey Chestnut in on, I believe it's called a litter. What The, the device where a bunch of strong guys each have a pole on their shoulder, and he's sitting in the middle like on a throne. This is Joey Chestnut being introduced at the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest only days ago. And it sounds like this.
2: To all those now living, to behold this man. He is the granite rock that is America. He is the fortress at the center of our nation he stands at the highest point in the land. And he can see both oceans. And he can see truth. He is the citadel. And he shall endure forever. Because he is freedom. And he will never falter. He will stand firm. And he will fight. And he will fight. And he will fight.
0: You know, it occurs to me we could probably find better audio of that. He is <laughs> the granite. That stands at the center of America. That's fantastic. You can see both oceans. <laughs> That's
1: right. Maybe we'll get the original audio and not what. And credit to Mikey Luke for sending that along. But he taped it off of his TV. Obviously. Perhaps our producers could produce something but that this is, morning. Including... I wouldn't count on it.
0: <laughs> but that was, uh, yeah, that is, uh, he's half the reason that ever became anything. Oh, yeah. The combination of, it's, it's like, you know, it's like Lennon and McCartney or something, is Kobayashi and his ramblings came right. together. Uh we ought to play a little bit about what the president went off on this morning in Warsaw. It's just interesting. So the president and George Shea coming up. Yeah, both. How about that? Both. Both, both topping off talking off the top of their head, by the way. And good at it. Right. Well, entertaining anyway. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show.
2: He is the fortress at the center of our nation and he stands at the highest point in the land and he can see both oceans and he can see truth. He is the citadel and he shall endure forever because he is freedom and he will never falter. He will stand firm and he will fight and he will fight and he will fight until the dome of heaven collapses and the black avalanche of space pours down around him he will fight the nathan's famous fourth of july champion of the world
0: jerry till the avalanche of darkness falls down around him He's introducing a hot dog eater, so they don't. So they don't air him anymore. You know, I I'm a capitalist, but capitalism uh, greed anyway ruins a lot of things. So you had ESPN. So the greatest hot dog eater of all time, Kobayashi, he felt like he was being exploited and not making enough money. ESPN was making all the money, so he he quit, which hurt a lot of it. Then uh, George Shale, but it's a similar sort of situation. He feels like he's not getting. What he deserves out of it. So ESPN covers him up well, it's like and doesn't the, air him.
1: It's the mixed martial arts thing. The various circuits are competing with each other.
0: Well, the heavyweight boxing, I
1: mean, which oh, yeah, was destroyed
0: sure. by right. by yeah. by greed and people wanting their own little cuts. So. You know, that was some
1: decent George Shea. Do we have the really, really good George Shea anywhere? Because he's done stuff in, in in the past, his introductions to the Eaters, that were Shakespearean. I mean, they were some
0: of the best English I've ever heard. Yeah, compared to himself as other, you know, compared only to other George Shea things, that was probably a seven. Yeah. Seven or a six. Yeah, Better I than think most, he's but not as good as, as good as he's done.
2: And the finger of power that destroys the unworthy descendant. And it touched him on the forehead. And it anointed him the champion of the world. Of now and of always. Of the <laughs> The nation of the free under God. (laughs) That's what I am talking about.
0: That's pretty awesome, right there.
1: I love him. I love him, even though he screwed us. So, because I'm very uh, forgiving.
0: So, the president of the United States is over there meeting with all the world leaders, right? Speaking of gifted, extemporaneous speakers. And he's, uh, is this before he gives his big uh, rousing speech about uh, defending uh, freedom, speaking of freedom? I, I, I,
1: I was. My understanding is this was at the beginning, but I don't know. I'm not certain. It, it happened in the middle of the night, and I was just taking in news accounts. Well, he's Henson, did, what's your, he did a press conference, and then he just did the speech. Okay, so he ago. did the press conference and then rolled up on stage and did the speech.
0: So he's on stage and he's taking questions, and uh, uh, NBC reporter asks about because this is what we need to know with everything that's going on in the world. Uh, North Korea getting nukes and Syria that that whole that whole thing that is the most important thing that's going on right now the uh, Isis is being defeated and now Russia and the United States are staring at each other and trying to figure out okay so where are we gonna draw the line here how are we gonna divide this up what's gonna happen now that is a big deal but of course for MSNBC at least still the most important issue in the world is the whole Russian investigation trump Russia election stuff boy which is just driving. But anyway, so an MSNBC reporter asked Trump about uh, Russians' involvement and blah blah blah, and then he just went off on this.
3: Well, I think it was Russia, and I think it could have been other people in other countries. Uh, could have been a lot of people interfered. I've said have... it very. I said it very simply. I think it could very well have been Russia, but I think it could well have been other countries, and I won't be specific. But. Uh, I think a lot of people interfere. I think it's been happening for a long time. It's been happening for many, many years. Now, the thing I have to mention is that Barack Obama, when he was president, found out about this in terms of if it were Russia, uh, found out about it in August. Now, the election was in November. That's a lot of time. He did nothing about it. Why did he do nothing about it? He was told it was Russia by the CIA, as I understand it. It was well reported. And he did nothing about it. They say he choked. Well, I don't think he choked. I think what happened is he thought Hillary Clinton was going to win the election. And he said, let's not do anything about it. Had he thought the other way, he would have done something about it. So he was told in early August by presumably the CIA that Russia was trying to get involved or meddling pretty strongly with the election. He did nothing about it. The reason is, he thought Hillary was going to win. And if he thought I was going to win, he would have done plenty about it. So that's the real question, is why did he do nothing from August all the way to November 8th? Why did he do nothing? His people said he choked. I don't think he chose.
2: So the follow-ups for you on that, Mr. President, you again say you think it was Russia. Your intelligence agencies have been far more definitive. They say it was Russia. Why won't you agree with them and say it was? Well, I'll tell
3: you. Let me just start off by saying I heard it was 17 agencies. I said, boy, that's a lot. Do we even have that many intelligence agencies, right? Let's check it. And we did some very heavy research. It turned out to be three or four. It wasn't 17. And many of your compatriots had to change their reporting, and they had to apologize, and they had to correct. Now, with that being said, mistakes have been made. I agree. I think it was Russia, but I think it was probably other people and or countries, and I see nothing wrong with that statement. Uh, Nobody really knows. Nobody really knows for sure. I remember when I was sitting back listening about Iraq Weapons of mass destruction. We're going there. How everybody was 100% sure that Iraq had weapons of mass destruction. Guess what? That led to one big mess. They were wrong, and it led to a mess. So it was Russia, and I think it was probably others also, and that's been going on for a long period of time. But my big question is, why did Obama do nothing about it from August all the way to November 8th, he did nothing about it, and it wasn't because he joked.
1: All right, so, well, we'll so there the you go. So huh?
0: that's, that's a question I don't think needs to be asked in that setting, and then an answer that doesn't need to be given. Yeah, I don't, uh, I don't know. Why go there? For her or him? D-
1: well, she can ask whatever she wants, but I don't understand why you got a comment.
0: No, it's it, 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 it's unbelievable uh, you know yeah it's me- ultimately harmless the I media think. gets Probably, to fo- focus on whatever they want but uh the, the fact that that the president is still talking about hillary and the election and, uh, and obama uh, is, yeah it's just uh, it's, it's really something yeah
1: it's, it's over uh, can i hear trump number one i really want to hear this because this was getting a lot of attention too Trumpian man.
0: Since you started the whole wrestling video
4: thing, what are your thoughts about what has happened since then? I mean, CNN went after you and has threatened to expose the identity of a person they said was responsible for it. I'd like your thoughts yeah, on that.
3: Yeah, I think what CNN did was uh, unfortunate for them. As you know, now they have some pretty serious problems. Uh, they have been fake news for a long time. They've been covering me in a very, uh, very dishonest way. Do you have that also, by the way, Mr. President? With CNN and, and others, I mean, I know there's NBC is equally as bad, uh, despite the fact that I made them a fortune with The Apprentice, but they forgot that. But I will say that uh, CNN has really uh, taken it too seriously. And I think they've hurt themselves very badly, very, very badly. And what we want to see in the United States is honest, beautiful, free, but honest press. We want to see fair press. I think it's a very important thing. We don't want fake news.
0: That is something. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's juvenile that he goes there. But his point about the whole Obama thing, I think, is true. Oh, clearly. Um, uh, yeah. They thought Russia's meddling the election. Hillary's going to win. Let's just not do anything that, you know... It makes things crazy, allows people to say we're getting involved in the election or anything like that.
1: Well, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Everything's if, going fine. Let's not interject ourselves and all this Russia and
0: stuff. And if Trump had been winning in the polls or tied, um, uh, people would have jumped in.
1: Prime time address from the POTUS, from that hallway he gave <laughs> addresses from, right. it would have been a huge deal. ladies uh, My fellow Americans, we are under threat from a foreign
0: power. He was in a tough spot though, I mean, cuz <clears throat> well, we've been through this about 8,000 times. Um it's amazing that it's still being talked about. I mean, it's just it's just it's just astounding. On that stage with so many things to be addressed. And when we're done with this discussion,
1: we'll relitigate the James Comey announcement about Hillary's right. emails. And then go to the Iraq War, which the president did. <laughs> relitigating the Iraq War. Right. Wow. Wow. Vietnam didn't want some of that, or how about just in general the Bay of Pigs? How about the Maine? Remember the
0: Maine? <laughs> how about just in general the you know the old saying uh, "Politics stops at the water's edge," which is really more of a legend than ever true. Anyway, but um, uh, yeah, bad mouthing the former president and our intelligence agencies on foreign soil in front of uh, all the rest of the world is it? It doesn't do any good. It's hard to any imagine. good that could be accomplished
1: could be accomplished a lot more effectively with a lot less. Uh, fallout in another setting sure that's just i don't he's got no self-control he's got he's all id and 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 things might end up being really good i don't know the economy nobody in the media reports this. all the economic indicators are so good consumer confidence is up manufacturing orders in the first quarter you didn't hear this because it wasn't reported We're, we're very very high Economic growth is is a little less mediocre than it was, but if they can get tax reform through, it ought to skyrocket. There's a lot of good stuff happening, and I think he's a maniac. But <laughs> you know, I call him as I sees him. Unlike as he points out, CNN and NBC and MSNBC, and you know.
0: And the big thing is, well, one of the big things is he's, we, we can't get pulled into a war with Russia over Syria or with China over North Korea, right. and both of those are possibilities.
1: Well, and now Russia's trying to interject itself into North Korea and, and team up with China arm in arm. We have come together to solve problem. I mean, th- th- there could be nothing more ridiculous and disingenuous. It is absolutely, laugh out loud, hold your be- belly, hilarious. If you're into, uh, you know, international relations, global politics, the idea that Russia and China are going to come in and wisely and calmly settle the North Korea thing, please,
0: you phonies. Utah drinkers celebrating the fall of the Zion Curtain. Do you know what the Zion Curtain is? I do, actually, because I've uh, had a drink in Utah, and I've uh, I've, uh, witnessed it up close. No more. Tell you that story. It's kind of interesting at some point.
4: What's coming up in your news, Marshall Phillips? Well, President Trump's European tour continues while he's making it plain. Time's running out for North Korea to stop their nuke program. And yet another black eye for United Airlines. Stories coming up minutes from
0: now. Armstrong and Gideon. Yeah, I'm glad this story's making the rounds because I hate United. And I'm, I'm glad that people are piling on.
1: Judy wanted to put up some Zion curtains in our new place. And I said, no, beach towels are good enough for the old place or good enough for this one.
0: Um I actually have beach towels hanging on my curtain rods to keep the sun out. I actually do.
1: <laughs> and bed sheets.
0: Whatever it works. <laughs> uh, stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty show. So Wendy's has got a new 9-patty burger. They call it the T-Rex burger. Wow. All ah, right. So, uh, <laughs> what did we decide? We that that's called stunt food. Stunt food. Yeah. The only reason you do it is so that some so morning DJs will bring up no...
1: Wendy's hamburgers. Yeah, has a new burger. They call it. Get this, the T Rex. Who would eat that? Does oh it come God. with heart attack <laughs> paddles?
0: <laughs> and then, and so they get their name mentioned. But uh, yeah. Let's get the news
4: now with Marsha Phillips. Well, President uh, Trump is in Germany now for the G20 uh, summit. Trump's going to have a private meeting with the German Chancellor Angela Merkel later today, and then he'll meet with Putin tomorrow. Earlier today, thousands of Polish people turned out to welcome the presidents. They could be chanting anything. What are they chanting? Donald Trump. Donald Trump. Donald Trump. The president praising the strength and resilience of the Polish people during his speech. That from the farms
3: and villages of your countryside to the cathedrals and squares of your great cities, Poland lives, Poland prospers, and Poland prevails.
4: Now, before his big speech, the president had a news conference. Can I I jump in with this before you get to that? Yeah. uh, Since this
0: is all the feel-good stuff. Um. The crowd that's enthusiastic, why does Poland like him? Is it because he stands up for Christianity or he's going to talk tough against Russia? Or what? Yeah, there's that, too. Yeah. Yeah, that's mostly it. Plus, they just love America. An interesting thing. So uh, David Ignatius, who writes for The Washington right. Post, he was in Syria for a week writing columns. And I'll tell you, they're Interesting. Really interesting. He traveled around with a lot of the special forces and that wow. sort of stuff.
1: yeah, I haven't read those.
0: And so he, he spent like an entire week in Syria, and he said it was so jarring, because he's on the Morning Joe program on MSNBC. He said it was so jarring after riding around with these people, and he said the, si- the situation in Syria is, Syria is incredibly intense and serious. I mean there there are there are towns that are being wiped out it's all coming to the end game here there are people that have been under the rule of Isis for years now there are whatever there are 600,000 dead the, the whole thing he said, and then when I finally got back to Western media right. to see that the only thing people were talking about was Trump's tweet about Mika Brzezinski and that sort of stuff, he said, was just so jarring mm-hmm. about about the way we handle news and that sort of yes. thing. Yes. And then they were all mocking Trump and for him being little and everything like that. And David Ignatius, who is definitely not a Trump fan, jumped in. He said, I got to tell you, as I was traveling around Syria in any setting with any group of coalition members, Syrians or whatever, when Donald Tr- Trump's name came up, cheers. Just nothing but cheers. Mm, how interesting. And and one of the reasons was there, there recently was some uh, maneuver, he explained, where the Kurds had to cross some river and right. immediately fight ISIS. And he said that happened in a matter of hours. In the Obama administration, it would have taken weeks, and it probably wouldn't have been approved anyway because of the way they handled all the decisions. Trump's given all the generals the ability to make these decisions on the ground, so they had a need to get some troops across a river right. to take on ISIS immediately. And then just in a matter of an hour, they were over there. Wow. And something that just wouldn't have happened at all. Well, imagine if you were fighting to the death
1: how happy that would make you. Yeah. I mean, as a, as a kind of policy fan wonk, I'm sitting here thinking, finally— But imagine you're literally fighting for your land. You're fighting some of the most inhuman savages that have walked the earth in hundreds of years. And suddenly you're freed up like that. My God, you'd love the guy.
4: I thought that was interesting. During a presser before the big speech in Poland, Trump was asked about the U.S. response to North Korea's recent missile test. I
3: don't know. We'll see what happens. I don't like to talk about what I have planned. But I have some pretty severe things that we're thinking about. That doesn't mean we're going to do them. I don't draw red lines.
4: Now, having lost patience with China, the Trump administration is reportedly studying new steps to starve North Korea of cash for its nuclear program. If that doesn't work, then what kind of timeline are we looking at? CBS's David Martin. The Pentagon is going to give this diplomatic track about a year, I think, to
3: work before military options start really coming into play. Senior Defense Department officials, both civilian and military, say that any attempt to use military force would almost certainly touch off a second Korean war that would involve a catastrophic loss of life.
0: Yeah, and this Harvard professor I saw in Charlie Rose last night, he said it's very likely that we would get pulled into a war with China over that, which obviously is not good for the world. Right. Um, One of those kind of lukewarm tit-for-tat proxy
1: wars that can go on forever.
4: United Airlines dealing with bad headlines again over the story of a mom who was forced to have her 27-month-old son sit in her lap for their flight from Houston to Boston. How old? 27 months. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, After the airline accidentally sold the seat she'd bought for her son for almost $1,000, she paid almost $1,000 for the (laughs) the seat for her kids. That's not my
1: problem, would be my statement that's your problem you have a problem do not make your problem my problem
4: (laughs) shirley yamanuchi says after she and her son boarded the flight in houston a standby passenger came to the row their row and said the boy was in his seat she told the flight attendant about the problem but the woman said she couldn't really do anything about it because the flight was full
2: i was concerned for his safety i had to to put his seatbelt over him for the two of us and it was it was very difficult
1: well, you know, either, I would, I, there's nothing I can do. The flight is full. Yes, it's full of my son in that seat. He is part of the flight being full. It was full before. Uh, what's your name, Steve? Steve
0: walked down the aisle again. This is your problem. And I paid for it. Um, although. uh I would have immediately said uh, you're not gonna beat him are you you're not gonna beat me my- are you gonna beat my kid please don't beat my child you can't knock his teeth out because he doesn't have teeth yet but you would probably well right. surely surely remember I mean, United
1: is so under heels if they bring you peanuts and one of them has that sour taste start screaming. Don't hurt me! Don't (laughs) hurt me! And you'll get your
4: peanuts. Shirley remembered the incident about the doctor being dragged off the flight, so she didn't want to make a big deal about it till after she got off the flight. United says it's apologized. They're refunding the cost of their tickets. The airline I would hope. The airline said I didn't get to use the seat. Can I have my money back then?
1: (laughs) Wow, how generous.
4: The airline said the
1: problem they
0: are so (laughs) bad at handling these situations. (laughs)
4: The airline's saying the problem was the two-year-old's ticket had been incorrectly scanned at the gate, making it appear that his seat was available. As Joe said, that's your problem. It has nothing to do with my needs. I did everything right. You did something wrong. Wow. And the guy who was flying standby paid 75 bucks for his ticket. Where yeah. the mom paid almost two thousand. This is $1. one of the this is
0: one of the great things about social yeah. media that in the the, my, the minor ways you used to get screwed by big companies, whether you're on hold for an hour and a half with right. Comcast or United just says you got to get out of the seat you paid for. Now you can blow up into a giant PR nightmare that costs the company so much money they have to deal with it before they could just screw you. What right. are you one customer? What are you going to do?
4: Right. At your news, I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong Getty Show, the voice of the West. I want my own plane at my disposal for one, no, two years. Or we,
1: or we get ugly.
0: The reverse is also true that some pain in the ass uh, customer who's in the wrong can do you great uh, deals of damage.
1: Yeah, although I think the modern Internet consumer functions as like a jury for yep, that sort absolutely. of thing. Absolutely, national yeah. jury. Yeah, and uh, you know, if you're in the wrong, you don't get
0: love. Awesome. Uh, the Zion Curtain has come down in Utah. That's good news. Or is it ba- good news? I don't know. It depends on your view. And the great state of New Jersey
1: has declared a certain group to be a terrorist organization. Gladdening my heart.
0: Is it Eskimos?
1: <laughs> is it chiropractors? I
0: don't think Eskimos are an organization. <laughs> or chiropractors. What? <laughs> chiropractors. <laughs> we had a little contest there, and Michael won. Uh, You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Text line is 415-295-KFTC. I moved to Utah five years ago. I'm originally from California. I thought the whole Zion Curtain thing was a joke when I first moved here, but I found out it was real. It's a stupid concept, and I'm Mormon. I've never had a drop to drink in my life. Uh, so, what's the Zion Curtain? I um, I remember when uh, being in a bar, I had been uh, hiking around uh, Moab. Boy, have you ever hiked around Arches and Moab? Boy, it's beautiful. I've it's... seen pictures; looks fantastic. It I is should have awesome. taken my kids there, but I was a bad, bad dad. It's flipping awesome, but um. I remember going to a bar, and they had this big, uh, uh, like, mesh curtain up. Oh, literally. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, and okay. it was interesting. Uh, a lot of your fancier places used frosted glass as opposed to just a big mesh curtain. Of course, I'm not the sort that of person fancy. that tended to drink in fancy places. Um, you walk into a bar, and there's frosted glass. You walk out. Absolutely. I want to know where the unhappy people are hanging out. <laughs> huh? I want it to be so dark we can barely see each other. And we'll sit and drink in silence. That's what I'm looking for. Uh, the, the Zion Curtain has come down in Utah. The old Zion Curtain law forced restaurants to er- erect partitions to block customers from seeing their drinks being poured or mixed pr- to protect children, it says here, from seeing how cool bartending is. But um, <laughs> well, they didn't want children or non-drinkers <coughs> to see the whole uh, putting drinks together process or something. What the what? Exactly sure what uh, they thought re- they were accomplishing there. That
1: reminds me, with the recent hot weather, I've been making real margaritas at home.
0: Oh, mm-hmm. nice!
1: Yeah, juice and limes. Got the triple sec. Got the tequila. The oh, fresh man. lime juice makes all the difference. Well, uh, if you're using that f- that disgusting sugar syrup from uh, the store, please.
0: I've told this story many times when <laughs> I was in Mexico on vacation in uh, Mexico City. That's what I was talking about earlier. None of you people ever come back and say, I went to Mexico City over vacation. Yeah, go do something. But uh, I was come in Mexico on. City, and it would take like 15 minutes to make a margarita. And the first time I thought, what the hell are you doing? And then I tasted it, and it was unlike anything I'd ever had before in my life. I realized Mm -hmm. I'd been lied to my whole life. That's right. By by big margarita. These things you're serving me in America, that's not a margarita. This is a margarita, and it's delicious. The only thing is, though,
1: as a man who craves leisure, it takes a lot of effort to juice those limes. Can you just buy lime juice? I don't mean the concentrate out of the squeezy thing, and and not like lime. I just need like the
0: juice of many limes. You could borrow Jack's Sleeve Boy and make him a Lime Boy for a day. Sleeve Boy, <laughs>
1: Sleeve Boy, juice another lime for me.
0: Uh, one of the first restaurants to do away with, the partition smashed their frosted glass to cheering patrons. Yes! Um, more than uh, a whole bunch of other restaurants are going to remove their barriers... But they have new laws now that they've taken down the curtain to keep people from seeing drinks being poured or made, wow. which is interesting. It's not like they're fornicating with beasts back there or something. It's just, you take
1: a
4: bottle, you pour stuff in
1: a glass. Now, Some
4: bartenders, they turn it. Remember that recent movie, Cocktail with Tom Cruise? Just <laughs> came out in the <laughs> theater. It's very current. <laughs> it's the whole thing. Right. Shimmy, shimmy, shake it. Please.
0: Uh, you now need to keep minors 10 feet away from where the liquor is being poured.
1: It's called a flaming mo.
0: So the kids got to be ten feet away from where you pour the beer into the glass, so it doesn't splash in their eye, <laughs> blind them, or erect a sin, or erect a partial wall or railing separating the dining area and the bar area. So there you go. I mean, I'm not, I'm not mocking Mormonism. I just, I just think that's an interesting law. I don't know what you think you're uh, accomplishing. My uh, one of my oldest best friends lives in Salt Lake City has for years. Surrounded by Mormon families. Best family structure I've ever been around in oh, yeah. America. Oh, yeah. people Fabulous. People work hard. They believe in being self-supporting. And just all kinds of fantastic They believe stuff. in spending time with family, yeah. not staring
1: at their yeah. smartphone, actually Relating to each other, I love it. I love all of it. I'm absolutely, and, and I get the bar thing. I get the railing or the curtain or whatever. It's like the you know the the curtain at the the old video stores where they would keep the the nasties, the naughty stuff, the pornography behind there. It. it was about. Why are you willing to cross the curtain? Are you? It's another country. Will you cross the border into sin?
0: I do. I don't know what my kids noticed. We were at a pizza place the other day that's a a, a bar and a pizza place, good pizza place, but it's also just a bar bar. And uh, the whole bar, it, it mixes together too much for me. I just assumed my kids were not exposed to the, 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 the seedy side of life mm. while we're sitting there eating our pizza. I mean, there's there's some people you know working my side of the street, sad looking people staring into space, drinking their their drinks alone. Especially because when you walk in, they greet you by name, Jack! Yeah! <laughs> where you been?" <laughs> they set my drink up on the bar. That's that's my favorite bars. They they'd put my beer on the bar as I walked through the door. They knew what I
1: was there for. Yeah, they
0: knew what I wanted. That's a good bartender, huh, Sean? You've been a you been a bartender. Oh yeah, you gotta anticipate needs. Your regulars, you, you gotta hit you gotta let them know they're loved there. If, oh if, yeah. Because got, they're not loved anywhere else. If you got the <laughs> drink on the bar before they're sitting down, that's uh oh, they, yeah. they appreciate oh, that. Oh yeah. And they give you that one free one to make you feel special, though you're gonna drop like fifty bucks there in the next ten minutes.
1: Yeah. <laughs> You're ignoring the new guy like
0: me for 45 minutes, don't look him in the eye. Well, you're Asian, they don't want you in there. Oh boy. You're asking for a wine list. Come on. (laughs) Where's this racist bar in the West Coast? I don't know. (laughs) just making this all up in my
1: head. A group I've warned you about, I've told you about, I've spoken of, has been declared a terrorist
0: organization. Finally. And it's not chiropractors, Michael. Stay with us, won't you? You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show.